Hello, friends. It's time for Let's Talk About Jesus right here on WMAF. We're so glad to be with you today, and we pray that you will take some time out of your busy life right now. And I know your life is busy. (laughs) Everyone's life is busy. We're living at a very fast Paced world. Uh, you just don't see people sitting out on their, their front porch if they even have a front porch. <laughs> Some areas uh, you don't have a front porch because you're afraid of a drive-by. Uh, it's just a time that we are living when people are no longer laid back, comfortable. My, my grandmother on my mother's side had a glider on her front porch and uh, just to go out and sit and, and take some time to relax and, and, and really, I love to go sit in that glider. I used to mow her yard with a push mower. <laughs> Not a powered mower with that kind of blade, but you had to push it and, and there was clover mixed in the grass and the smell of that, that grass and clover after, after mowing and sitting on that glider in the summer in Kentucky drinking some lemonade. Oh, friend, it was a quiet more peaceable time, easier to concentrate and meditate on the things of God if you are a Christian. So, friend of mine, I just pray today that that we can kind of create uh, a glider experience right now, a rocking chair experience. So, we pray that you will you will sit for a little while and uh, and sip if you want to some lemonade, some iced tea, a cup of coffee, a Coca Cola, whatever your beverage is, and. We just pray that we can get down in the Word of God today and we can understand and appreciate, if you are a Christian today, what you really have when you have this wonderful gift of grace and mercy and forgiveness called salvation. We're talking about drinking from the cup of salvation. Last week we talked about being forced to drink from the cup of His wrath, His justifiable anger, His judgment to come if 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 we reject his offer of forgiveness but we have the privilege and the opportunity to choose to come to Christ as our sovereign and our savior our lord and savior repent of our sins and receive the gift of his forgiveness and this wonderful salvation that we celebrate as Christians in holy communions this cup that we take to indicate the joy of forgiveness and the joy of the promise of life everlasting. Well, we want you to stay tuned today for this message because we talked about the cup of his wrath that we would be forced to drink uh, as as if we reject the offer of his pardon and forgiveness. But today, uh, we're going to turn this to the positive side. We're going to talk about drinking from the cup of salvation. Amen. Our text, uh, once again, where we left off last week in Psalm 116, verses 12 and 13. And uh, listen to it carefully. It says, What shall I render unto the Lord for all his benefits toward me? We're going to answer that question in just a moment. What is the requisite response to being saved, to having our sins forgiven? Verse 13 says, I will take the cup of salvation and call upon the name of the Lord. 
One version says, I will lift up the cup of salvation. And one translation reads, another reads, I will lift high the cup of salvation. Matthew Henry comments on this verse of Scripture this way in his commentary. This is called the cup of deliverance because it is drunk in memory of His deliverance. Praise God. And I said it last week, and I must say it again. In ancient times, uh, they used to make uh, banquets uh, when they gave solemn thanks unto the Lord. They took the cup of deliverance, and they drank it before the Lord, a symbol of deep gratitude and great joy for His deliverance. So we need to understand and appreciate the wrath of God that we might appreciate even more the grace of God that we obtain when we come to know Jesus Christ as our Savior. How should we respond to this kind of grace and this kind of mercy in particular? The question is asked in verse 12 of Psalm 116, What shall I render to the Lord for all His benefits unto me? And the question is answered so powerfully and perfectly and in Psalm 103, which is called a psalm of exhortation to bless God for His mercy. To bless God for His mercy. You know, David said once again in another psalm, I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall be continually in my mouth. You see, he knew the Lord's mercies are new every morning, just like Jeremiah knew it in Lamentations 3, uh, in when he talked about having hope because of God's wonderful mercy that is new every single morning. Praise God. I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise. You see, you can't, you can't feel like blessing God. Uh, in many times when things go so horribly wrong, living in a faulty body in a fallen world. But if we're blessing the Lord for His mercy, we can bless Him at all times because His mercy is available and flowing to usward every time the sun comes up. I believe that's one reason the writer said, weeping may last for a night, <laughs> but joy comes in the morning. Why? Because mercy flows from the heart and the hand of God to those who will receive it. Praise God. So David answers this question, an exhortation to bless God for his mercy in Psalm 103 and listen to what his mercy has provided and the reason and the stimulation to bless him all the time. Listen, bless the Lord, he says, O my soul and all that is within me, bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits who forgiveth all thine iniquities, who healeth all of thy diseases, who redeemeth thy life from destruction, 
so that thy uh, and, and crowneth thee with loving kindness and tender mercies, who satisfies thy mouth with good things, so that thy youth is renewed like the eagles. The Lord executeth righteousness and judgment for all that are oppressed. He made known his ways to Moses, his acts unto the children of Israel. The Lord is merciful and gracious, slow to anger, and plenteous in mercy. He will not always chide, neither will he keep his anger forever. But he hath not dealt with us after our sins, nor rewarded us according to our iniquities. For as the heaven is high above the earth, so great is his mercy toward them that fear him. As far as the east is from the west, so far hath he removed our transgressions from us. Hallelujah. Before we read the rest of this, I want to stop right here and celebrate God's mercy. You know, the Bible said we don't have a high priest that can't be touched in the new covenant, that can't be touched with the feeling of our infirmities, but was in all points tempted as we are yet without sin. Therefore, let us come boldly before the throne of grace that we might obtain, initially listen to this, that we might obtain mercy and grace to help in the time of any need. That we might obtain that that is so readily available to every one of us today. If you're not a Christian today and you've never accepted Christ as your Savior and saying, you may be saying to me, preacher, you don't know what I've done. You don't know how many times God had given me an opportunity and I turned away. I, I, I don't see how he could continue to want to save me. I don't see how I could ever, ever have another opportunity having squandered so many. I want you to know the reason that you can have another opportunity today. It's because every day that the sun comes up, His mercies are new. They are fresh. They are flowing toward you and toward me. Hallelujah. It's what gave the ancient prophet hope when there seemed to be no reason for hope. He had preached in Lamentations. Lamentations is the book of the blues in the Bible. It means to lament. And you can see in the third chapter of Lamentation, Jeremiah preached the Word of God, prophesied the truth of God, and people did not listen. And because of their hardness of heart, they, they kept turning away their ear, pulling away the shoulder. And Jeremiah continued to minister, <laughs> and no one listened. There was no response, and the judgments of God, corrective judgments, he never wanted to destroy his people. He wanted to turn them from destruction and bring them back into the place where he could keep them and bless them. <laughs> Hallelujah. This is a merciful God, even in chastisement. It, the purpose, the end result is so that he can show mercy. Remember the story of the prodigal son in the New Testament? He came to want. 
and he came to himself. And when he came home, he was received with open arms because of God's great mercy. Hallelujah. The the only time, and this was symbolic of God and how he responds to anyone who will turn from sin and self and Satan and turn to him and seek the pardon and forgiveness that his mercy provides. And it is said by many scholars, it's the only time that God ran. When he ran to meet this rebellious, hard-headed, hard-hearted son who wanted his inheritance before his daddy died, he left home and, and squandered it on riotous living. And I don't have to explain riotous living. When you, when, when you try every sin that's available to you, uh, because it's made available through the money you have, I want you to know uh, that, that you can sink into some deep, deep, desperate sins. But when this young man came to himself and said, I'm not even worthy to be called a son. Now, I'm not worthy to be called my, my dad, my father anymore. I, if I could just be a servant in my father's house, it's better than living out here. Oh, friend, when he started home, the Bible said his father saw him a long way off. That meant every single day. As mercy is renewed every morning, the father was looking for his son to come home. His son had to decide to go back, but the father had already decided to pardon him and forgive him and restore him. Hallelujah. And the Bible said when he saw him afar off, he didn't sit back and wait for him to 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 make it all the way home. He ran to meet him. Oh, friend, listen carefully today. If you take, it's been said so many times, but I want to emphasize this once again today, the truth of it. If you take one step toward the Lord, he'll take two steps toward you. (laughs) This is the mercy of God. He ran to meet him. And when he, he, he got to him, it must have shocked this son that knew he didn't deserve anything but chastisement. He didn't deserve anything but, but being uh, ridiculed for what he had done. Instead, his father fell upon him and kissed him on the cheek and began to give the orders. Bring shoes and put on his feet. Bring the best robe and put on him. Bring the family signet ring and put on his fingers to prove he is fully reinstated as my son and my heir. (laughs) Oh, friend of mine, mercy gives you what you don't deserve. Amen. It gives you what you don't deserve. Mercy provides that that we could never obtain without God's wonderful love for us. But His love has provided this great mercy that we're talking about today. Oh, I'm glad I'm a preacher of the good news today. Amen. Let's, let's, Let's read the rest of this. Like as a father, verse 13, pitieth his children. Do you see it? So the Lord pitieth them that fear Him. 
for he knoweth our frame, and he remembers that we are but dust. As for man, his days are grass as a flower of the field, so he flourisheth. For the wind passes over it, and it is gone, and the place thereof shall know it no more. But the mercy of the Lord is from everlasting to everlasting upon them that fear him and his righteousness unto children's children, to such as keep his covenant and to those that remember his commandment to do them. The Lord hath prepared his throne in the heavens. His kingdom ruleth over all. Bless the Lord. This is that response to all of the benefits and blessings of the mercy of the Lord. Bless the Lord, David says, ye his angels, that excel in strength, that do his commandments, hearkening unto the voice of the Lord. Bless the Lord, ye his host, ye ministers of his, that do his pleasure. Bless the Lord, all his works in all places of his dominion, and bless the Lord, O my soul. Hallelujah. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name, and forget not his benefits. What shall I render unto the Lord for all his benefits unto me? I will bless the Lord, and I will lift high the cup of salvation. I will celebrate my my forgiveness. I will celebrate my name being written in the Lamb's book of life. I will celebrate my salvation. I will never be ashamed to be identified with Jesus, my sovereign and my Savior. Praise God. Oh, friend, today, there needs to be a celebratory spirit among God's people, blessing the Lord, not just having that that uh, required three songs uh, in the, or whatever the schedule is for the worship service on Sunday morning that can become such a routine, but from the very heart overflowing with gratitude because we have escaped the wrath to come we are not we are not appointed uh, to wrath the scripture said in the new testament but unto salvation so we should lift the cup of salvation high hallelujah remember the song we learned in sunday school many of us this little light of mine. I'm going to let it shine, let it shine, let it shine. A friend of mine, we may have been little when we learned that song, but as we grow in the Lord, I pray we come to understand this not light is not a little light. This light that we lift up in a sin-darkened world full of deception and depravity, this light illuminates the way of the cross and the way to the cross and the one who hung on the cross. Praise God. We are the light of the world, the scripture said. Hallelujah. And we stand against the prince of darkness by putting on the armor of light. 
Glory be to God. And the Bible said we are light in the Lord. And our light never shines so brightly until we celebrate our salvation. And we we say this is the day the Lord has made. I will rejoice and be glad in it. I remember I was bivocational. I had been a pastor, the senior pastor of the Holy Church of God in Tampa, Florida for going, this January will mark 44 years. <laughs> Amen. This is a lot of time spent in the pulpit, but I wasn't always in the pulpit alone. I've always uh, preached on Sunday morning, even when I was bivocational and working at a production plant for a season, just like when Paul made tents to subsidize himself. Listen carefully. Amen. I would go in on Monday and there was a, we celebrated our salvation on Sunday. We lifted high the cup of salvation in song and, and in worship and in giving heed to God's word. Hallelujah. And the, and the afterglow, I guess, of that, that Sunday was still on me on Monday. <laughs> you know, when you see the bumper stickers, I owe. I O, it's off to work I go. Well, no one is singing uh, generally on Monday. It's a it's a it's a tough day if you haven't celebrated Jesus over the weekend. And I would go in with a with a joyous heart, with a melody in my heart. You see, the Bible said, speaking to yourself in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, always making melody in your heart to the Lord. Hallelujah. So I would go to my locker when the shift change was there and the place was full of people changing to to go on and hit the time clock. And I would go in whistling a tune. And I don't know if it was just a happy made up tune. Don't know what particular tune it was. Wasn't trying to be a witness to anybody. But I'm going to tell you if you're lifting high the cup of salvation and you're celebrating the gift that keeps on giving. Hallelujah. Praise God. Other people notice. So I was just whistling my tune, getting on my, my uniform in this production plant. Someone on the other side of the locker room said, who is that whistling over there so happy on Monday? (laughs) And someone else, I didn't get a chance to say a word. Someone else on the other side answered, that's got to be the Rev. They called me the Rev because they knew I was a minister of the gospel of Jesus Christ. And they, they, someone answered the question without me saying a word. That must be the Rev over there because he's got that deep settled peace within and i thought oh god just being joyous making melody in my heart to you on a monday morning has become a witness to the power of your salvation, the presence of God in my life, the joy of sins forgiven. Praise God. Celebrating something that no one else understands but the person who has received it. If you're a Christian today, you surely understand the joy 
of the Lord is the joy of pardon and the joy of sins forgiven. Praise God. Amen. Friend of mine, there's nothing like the joy of our salvation today. And that's why David, when he prayed for his sins to be forgiven, for being pardoned, he asked this question. Listen, in Psalm 51, he said, Lord, he said, wash me with hyssop and I shall be clean. He said, Lord, create in me a clean heart. Renew in me a right spirit and take not thy Holy Spirit from me and restore unto me the joy of thy salvation. Literally, the joy of your deliverance. Restore that unto me. Then, then sinners shall be converted unto thee, and transgressors will learn thy ways. You see, people sit up and take notice when they see someone that is expressing and celebrating the joy of their salvation. <laughs> oh, friend of mine, you, you, you can get that, that uh, baptized in vinegar juice attitude while practicing a dead religion. Oh, but when you have a living relationship with Christ, it changes everything. You have something the world can't get through shooting up or drinking up or toking up or smoking up. Oh, you have something greater than anything that the world has to offer through its, its sinful pleasures. There is something that is so much greater than all of that. And it's called the joy of the Lord. Hallelujah. Lift up the cup of salvation. Lift it high. Hallelujah. We have something to celebrate. For we have escaped the wrath to come. Oh, friend of mine, aren't you glad today to know when the judgment falls, his, his justifiable anger, when the cup of his indignation is full and the great tribulation comes and the judge, great white throne judgment that is going to occur, aren't you glad that your name is written in the Lamb's book of life? And that we are not appointed to wrath, but to obtain salvation. Why? Because because of His mercy, He has not rewarded us according to our works. He has not dealt with us after our sins, nor rewarded us according to our iniquities. For as far as the heaven, I'm reading from 10, 11, and 12, from Psalm 103. For as far as the heavens are above the earth, so great is His mercy toward them that fear Him. You see, even faith to be healed, faith to believe God for any need, is always expressed at the throne of grace. And the initial thing that we receive before that answer to prayer, the manifestation of the help or the healing, is the mercy that is available, always available to those that reverence Him, that fear Him with awe and affection. Oh, friend, let us come boldly before the throne of grace that we might obtain mercy and then grace to help 
in the time of any need. That's why blind Bartimaeus, when he cried out to Jesus, Son of David, Son of David, have mercy on me. Have mercy on me. It was, it was known to the Jewish community of that day what Jeremiah had declared. His mercies are new every morning. Therefore have I hope. Praise God. There are no hopeless cases because of God's mercy that is flowing today. Flowing toward you today. Flowing toward me today. Praise God. Listen, dear friend, I want you to know beyond any shadow of a doubt that God loves you today. That His mercies are new every morning. And that's why this is the day of salvation. This is the accepted time. And if you will turn to the Lord right now, Repent of your sin. He will see you coming all the way from heaven to this old earth. And He will run to meet you. And He will forgive your sin. And He will save your soul today. And if you're a Christian today and you have strayed, you may be the prodigal that left home the Father's love and provision. He will see you coming. Come on back home today. He will welcome you. He will forgive you. He will pardon you. And He will restore you. Ah, and come back next week. And let's talk about Jesus. Jesus.